Welcome to the August 2021 podcast for the Journal of Parenteral and Enteral Nutrition. My name is Dr. Kelly Tappenden. I'm editor-in-chief of JPEN, and I'm pleased today to be able to speak with Dr. Hoysak from the Center for Pediatric Gastroenterology and Nutrition at the Children's Hospital Zagreb in Croatia. We'll be discussing the paper by her and her colleagues entitled Healthy Siblings of Children with Crohn's disease exhibit more rapid changes in microbiota composition as a response to exclusive enteral nutrition. Welcome, Dr. Hoysak. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure. Ah, so it is always interesting uh, when I look at this literature to see that six to eight weeks of exclusive enteral nutrition in pediatric patients diagnosed with Crohn's disease is just as effective as corticosteroid therapy in inducing remission. And Crohn's disease, of course, is multifactorial, and it really hasn't been nailed down what the factors are that are associated with predisposition in certain children. Microbiota composition is certainly one of the factors, and that's the area you've chosen to explore with looking at the effectiveness of exclusive enteral nutrition. Tell us a little bit about the initiation of this work and what your specific interests were. Yeah, thank you for that question. I think that this is one of the very nice examples how nutrition can be used as a treatment method in very difficult disease as Crohn's disease is. Uh, we know that in patients who are under 18 years of age, that exclusive enteral nutrition is used as a first-line treatment, and the majority of guidelines actually recommend exclusive enteral nutrition to be used. On the other hand, we're really missing uh, mechanisms on how exclusive enteral nutrition leads uh, to mucosal healing, which was also noted by many authors, and causes remission in patients who are in relapse with the Crohn's disease. So our aim was to see what are the changes in the microbiome in children who have Crohn's disease, but also to see whether the exclusive enteral nutrition can elicit changes in the microbiome in the siblings of patients with Crohn's disease. So we have chosen the siblings because siblings have a similar genetic background, but they also share the same environment, mainly the same diet as patients who have Crohn's disease. So our aim was to see whether the usage of exclusive enteral nutrition elicits changes in the microbiome of patients with Crohn's disease, but also whether these changes are similar to changes that exclusive enteral nutrition is doing to healthy children. That's very good. Uh, and I think is going to be an important contribution to the literature. Now, one would think that when an exclusive enteral nutrition diet is introduced, that that might restrict the amount of phytochemicals and fiber and things that we know that are beneficial for the microbiota and result in perhaps community dysregulation and more dysbiosis, right? How does this work? Yeah, actually, when you look at the literature and the studies that were performed previously, there is no answer to this question, unfortunately. Some studies showed that the diversity of microbiota when exclusive enteral nutrition was uh, used in patients with Crohn's disease uh, decreased, while some studies showed that the diversity increased with an exclusive enteral nutrition. So there is no one answer to this question. So we wanted to see whether if there is a lack of inflammation in a gut, 
which is in healthy siblings, what will happen when you use exclusive enteral nutrition for two days? Um, so that was the main reason why we uh, included not only patients with Crohn's disease, but also patients who have healthy controls, meaning their siblings. Okay, so tell us about your methodology then. You took patients with Crohn's disease and their siblings without, um, but presumably then from the same environment, diets, genetics, et cetera, and put them on two days of exclusive enteral nutrition, looking at the microbial communities before and after. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. So we took uh, newly diagnosed Crohn's disease patients. So these were the treatment naive uh, Crohn's disease patients. And we used exclusive enteral nutrition as a first line of treatment modality. Uh, so those were the patients that we took stool samples before doing endoscopy, meaning before we started exclusive enteral nutrition, then on the second day of exclusive enteral nutrition, and also on the last day, meaning after six weeks of exclusive enteral nutrition. Uh, in the same time, uh, if the patient had a sibling who was uh, minor, meaning that they were uh, younger than 18 years of age, and if they decided to join the study, those uh, siblings also received exclusive enteral nutrition. They received exclusive enteral nutrition only for two days, of course, because they were uh, healthy children. So we didn't want to make their life really difficult uh, with prolonging exclusive enteral nutrition. And now the question can be why we have chosen two days of exclusive enteral nutrition and whether this is enough. Uh, so there were some evidence in the literature that uh, exclusive enteral nutrition in adult patients changes microbiome even after the one day of starting exclusive enteral nutrition. And that was the reason why we have chosen two days of exclusive enteral nutrition in healthy siblings. Okay, very good. Uh, what were the methods that you used to assess the intestinal microbiota. That's such an important issue, of course. Yeah, that's a really important issue. Unfortunately, and I would say this is one of our limitations of the study, is that we did not use the next generation sequencing to uh, determine the microbiome. So we were at that point uh, we were not able to determine the specific uh, strains within the microbiome community. At that point, we used the PCR amplification and terminal restriction fragment length analysis that was actually used for the amplification of 60S ribosomal RNA. So that was the previous method for the assessing microbiome. Uh, however, it gave us uh, enough evidence to see whether the diversity of microbiome changed and also to see what were the differences in uh, bacterial genera between uh, patients uh, and healthy siblings, but also within the same group, meaning uh, patients who receive exclusive enteral nutrition comparing day zero to day two and also to the last day of exclusive enteral nutrition. And within the healthy siblings comparing exclusive enteral nutrition at day zero to the second day of exclusive enteral nutrition. So I would say this methodology was enough to give us important information, but to pursue further, we would definitely like to do the analysis of the next generation sequencing that would give us more data for sure. Absolutely. But with that said, for our listeners who are more interested from perhaps a clinical perspective, the take-home message could be that you did use a molecular method as opposed to culturing, uh, which we know would have such great limitations. Of course. Yes, it's a molecular method, definitely. Yeah, very good. Okay, so tell us about your results. What did you learn? 
So we were able to uh, recruit 17 patients who were newly diagnosed Crohn's disease and 10 healthy siblings. So we stratified our data into two times point. One was the before exclusive enteral nutrition. And when we compared the biodiversity of microbiome between the healthy siblings and uh, patients with Crohn's disease, we found no uh, diversity uh, difference uh, before the exclusive enteral nutrition started. On the other hand, when we looked at the specific bacterial genera, there were difference between patients and healthy siblings. Uh, and I mean, to make it more generalized, uh, we found that actually uh, microbial genera that were lower in patients who have Crohn's disease belonged to the film of Firmicutes, which was also shown by other authors. So this is something that was already known. But during the exclusive enteral nutrition, we have seen that the shift uh, towards the more diverse microbiome was seen in healthy siblings only after two days of exclusive enteral nutrition, while the shift in more diverse or similar to healthy siblings microbiome was seen in patients only after uh, they finalized the exclusive enteral nutrition, meaning after six weeks. So on the second day, there were no difference in biodiversity, but when we have done the Permanova analysis, we have seen that the shift in the microbiome, similar to healthy siblings, were mostly seen after the six weeks. So the patients were not able to change their microbiome after two days of exclusive enteral nutrition. Uh, the other thing that we also have seen is that during the exclusive enteral nutrition, uh, there was also increase in the film firmicutes in patients, but also in healthy siblings. So these are, I would say, the main uh, results that we got from the study. That's very interesting. Now, I'm hearing then that the observations or the learnings that you obtained were very similar with, you know, some of the more recent thoughts in that we are really looking at community level changes as opposed to shifts to the presence of absence of specific bacteria. Is, is that correct? Or specific species? Yes, that's absolutely correct. Uh, I, I think that when you look at the strain level, there is a really uh, a mess of data that is almost impossible to comprehend. But the one thing that we are all seeing within the laboratories that have done the similar work is that it's really a shift within the communities rather than talking about the specific microbial strains or specific bacteria. And that, in my opinion, has big implications for the potential use of probiotic therapies where there may be a mono or relatively limited addition of microbes, where we know they're only going to be present while we're adding it. It really underscores the power of diet in this instance. Do you agree? Yeah, that could be a possible uh, food for thoughts, I would say. <laughs> Um, definitely, we have seen the shift within the community. The one thing that is also interesting is that probably the high level of uh, inflammation within the gut also enables this uh, quite quick shifts uh, within the microbiome uh, in the gut of the patients with Crohn's disease. So I think that we are still not able to really answer the questions in which extent the inflammation causes the microbiome change and in what extent the change in microbiome will decrease the inflammation. So we know that there is an association, but it is really difficult to make a straight line for the causality. That's interesting. Now, 
When we think about the microbiota then and looking for increases in diversity, anti-inflammatory changes, it seems to me that the composition of that enteral nutrition that's being used exclusively could be so very important, but we don't have much data regarding that, do we? Yeah, we don't. Unfortunately, we don't. There are two diets that are now entering uh, the treatment options of uh, children with Crohn's disease. One of those diets is a diet which is called CD Treat that was developed in Scotland. And they actually try to provide the regular foods that would elicit the same changes in the microbiome as exclusive enteral nutrition is doing. But on the other hand, Crohn's disease exclusion diet that was already introduced, and there is a very large randomized controlled trial uh, that established that uh, Crohn's disease exclusion diet is uh, at least uh, has a similar effectiveness as exclusive enteral nutrition. But when you compare the Crohn's disease exclusion diet, then this diet is really something that exclusive enteral nutrition is not because there is completely, uh, they removed within the regular diet, any additives and emulsifiers or whatever you would find in regular food, but also in formula that you use for exclusive enteral nutrition. So these concepts are really different, I would say. Yeah, they really are. Um, and I think that that's an opportunity for us to be looking at optimizing such a therapy and the use of nutrients uh, in the form of prebiotics to try and help drive these changes in a beneficial way also. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the other thing that comes to mind in a newly diagnosed patient with Crohn's disease is fecal microbial transplants in this area. You know, taking that microbiota from the sibling that we know is more responsive and using that then in the patient. Is that something that's been tried or is on the horizon? Okay, for children, we have, we have really a limited data for the microbiota transplant in patients with IBD. Uh, it is mainly uh, limited to a severe uh, Clostridium difficile uh, colitis, uh, and there are data that transplant of fecal microbiome is beneficial in those patients. There has been two really small randomized controlled trials in patients with ulcerative colitis who are children, meaning pediatric age. One is done in Canada recently in order to see whether the protocol that they use could be really used for a larger randomized controlled trials. But for the Crohn's disease, we still are missing the fecal transplant data for children. Okay. Well, thank you for trying to understand this issue as it relates to the treatment of children with Crohn's disease. Uh, what would you like to leave our listeners with, with regard to final thoughts on what you found? Uh, I would say that exclusive enteral nutrition is still the best uh, treatment options for patients with pediatric Crohn's disease. In our study, we were also able to introduce the remission in 70% of our patients. The changes in the microbiome that were elicited with uh, exclusive enteral nutrition could be seen in healthy siblings, and this shift is really uh, straightforward after two days. And it goes into the same direction as for children with Crohn's disease, meaning that exclusive enteral nutrition has a beneficial effect on the microbiome of patients with Crohn's disease. Very good. Thank you, Dr. Hoysak, for joining me to discuss your paper. For our listeners, please do go to the August 2021 issue of JPEN and read this paper by Dr. Hoysak and colleagues entitled Healthy Siblings of Children with Crohn's Disease exhibit more rapid changes in microbiota composition 
as a response to exclusive enteral nutrition. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank you.